Welcome back, all you regs and all you shinies. Welcome to the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe, the 1313 Podcast. I'm Tommy. I'm Jacob. And I'm Jackson. And here we are. This is the podcast. And we this week, we bring you yet another Have a Chat episode. For those who don't know, Have a Chat is our series where we invite other creators and members of the Star Wars community onto the show, and they talk about their personal experience with Star Wars, and uh, we just have a chat. So this week, we are pleased to bring you all our guest, Noah. Woohoo! What's going on, Noah? How are you today? I'm doing good. Uh, it's my week off, so I've been enjoying my time relaxing, doing nothing but playing Xbox around the house. So nice, nice. See, so he knows what's up. He picks Xbox. That's where it's Xbox Master Race. Yep, just saying. But uh, hey, man, so can you tell us like what your content is about? Uh, so it's not really about anything. Uh, I can't really generalize my content other than it's just Star Wars and stupidity. Um, it's generally like, so there was a long time where I, I would rarely post. Um, I would post once or twice a month because I'd see a trend um, that would pop up and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I can spin do something Star Wars on it. And my first ever video that I blew up, it was literally just me walking in front of a mirror in my Darth Vader suit. Um, and the trend was like, what's that expensive thing? Uh, and at the time I'm like, well, my suit was expensive. Let's see if I can, I'm like, let's just post. And so I did it. I took a few different turns cause I had to get the breathing sound correct. Um, with, with the phone uh, being recorded. And I literally just walked in front of a mirror and that was that I woke up the next morning to like 400,000 views and I'm like, Oh crap, here we go. Yeah. Um, and, and from there it just kind of kicked off. Um, and I, it was, I was actually headed to Disney world that morning. And so at the time I'm like, oh crap, like this, I've got a lot of momentum. I got to start posting. Cause I'm like, this, this is my shot. If I ever want to do something on TikTok, um, and I couldn't do anything. I just had to sit at Disney world. Cause I, I didn't bring any of my costumes. It was just that. So I was just watching that video go up and I didn't post for like another month. Um, but yeah, like I said, ma main thing is it's just star Wars and then stupidity. <laughs> it's really no other way to describe it. No, that's awesome. I think that's a big thing with with Star Wars content is having fun with it. I think, um, especially like when you see like with anything, not even just Star Wars, you know, people like start to take off and then they take it way too seriously. Mm -hmm. And because they're taking it seriously, they're not having fun anymore. And so yeah. I think that's with us at least. We we definitely if if we got no views on every single podcast every week, then we would just still post podcasts because we're having fun so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if anyone else is <laughs> exactly at the end of the day when you're creating content and you're doing stuff like that you have to emphasize that you're creating it for fun because if you try to post for views you are going to have a miserable time posting because views don't always come uh mm -hmm. and when you put a lot of hard work into something and I, I get it that it feels great to sometimes see that be rewarded sometimes but you got to understand that it's just about fun like that that's all social media is until you start getting a massive following like you just have to take it as as kind of a hobby and just more of an outlet to express yourself but if you put it as something like i need to get a hundred thousand views on this i need to get this amount of likes like it's you're not going to be successful by any means so yep <laughs> sell out but so you did mention that you mm -hmm. had this darth vader suit i just want to know how did you get your start within the 501st legion so uh there's a deep answer to that and then there's a simple one so the deep version um ever since i was five years old i went to a library event up in milwaukee um and my mom says like hey we're gonna go meet darth vader i'm like okay mom um and we showed up and sure enough it was darth vader like fully in the flesh six foot seven standing ginormous in front of me and i was freaking out as a kid but not like most others would where some cry some get nervous i'm like no i ran up and i hugged his leg like i was so beyond excited to see it um, and ever since then, I like I, I had the realization. I'm like, you know, that that would be something so cool to be a part of. And I've always wanted to do something like that, um, just to be able to get the reaction that I, I got from that day and give it out to other kids. I thought would be the coolest thing. So I had saved up money for a long time um, because those suits are expensive, as you know. And once I had, I felt around the right budget. Um, I started looking at Facebook groups. Now, for the 501st, that's not typically the common route. They have these things called the Sith Lord Detachment Form, and that's where you can go. You can go register. You can talk with other people who have built the same suit as you, and they usually give you advice. I thought those forums are pretty archaic, and only old people use them, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Facebook because that's for young people. Um, but I got on there, 
And I just started asking around, I'm like, hey, do you guys know which parts I should buy, what I should do with this, um, where I should head in this direction? And literally, there was just one guy, um, two people, their names were Dustin and James, and they sent me a parts list of everything that they, they recommended I buy. And in that moment, I ordered it within like a snap of my fingers. Um, and it wasn't, it, it didn't all come perfect. Um, I got all the pieces and everything, but I remember um, getting certain ones at certain times and I had to make sure that they fit properly. Sure enough, they did. Um, the only big alteration I had to end up making to my suit was when the cape came. It was about two, three inches too long. So I had to go walk into a tailor um, in full suit and full costume. And I had to like casually ask them like, hey, can you guys tailor this? And they were like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> But other than that, it was for me, it's a pretty smooth process as long as you have the fun saved up. However, um, since like these suits can be anywhere up to four or five, six thousand dollars, it takes people a lot of time to typically build these. Um, but there's a lot of good information out there and there's a lot of people who are willing to help. Nice. We are currently going on the entire make your own route. So we got a 3D printer and we're trying to make our own clone trooper armor. Really? And Maybe get into the 501st with that. Uh, the one helmet, if you want to grab that one, Jackson, just to show, is uh, we have a 501st helmet that our dad constructed, but it's the same kind of prints that we've been doing. Jackson made one for Waxer. I made one for a 332nd Trooper. And then my final costume should be Rex. Jackson, who are you doing for yours? I was doing uh, the realistic version of Fives. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll we'll get that done soon enough. Yeah. We've got to get a printer out back and running. we got... Their chest pieces and back pieces done, so we just got to really get the arms and legs and sand and paint everything. But yeah, it's going smoothly so far. Yeah, yeah. As far as for me, I'm doing. Um, I'm kind of going like, I guess nowadays it's considered like the old school route because everyone's moving to like 3D printing everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a kit for a uh, Clone Wars Arc Trooper. Um, maybe a little over a year ago. Um, my father's been a member with the 501st for a while now. Um, I want to say like 15 years. And so really? he came across a guy who was trying to do an arc trooper and just kind of didn't have the time or the energy to go into the process anymore. So we just kind of sold off this kit that he had started. Mm. Um, and I, that's been my, my passion project, you know, when I have time, I'm yeah. very, very busy right now and have been for a while. So finding time to work on it, um, is uh, an interesting interesting process but you know it's been it's been a lot of fun mm -hmm. it's all everything's kind of cast rather than um printed yeah uh, so it's a lot more delicate well then again the prints are delicate too mm -hmm. but yeah so uh doing arc trooper blitz and so if you're not like a big clone wars fan then oh, you no, know I what that is but we have yeah, we're all big clone wars enthusiasts here mm -hmm. all honestly at, at this point all the animated shows yeah, yeah. at this point yeah. except resistance except resistance <laughs> except resistance. <laughs> yeah i get that but so other aside from the darth vader um experience when you were a kid did you have like any sort of movie or show growing up that was like your favorite um that kind of brought you into the fandom and into the franchise so believe it or not, um, it wasn't any, I mean, I've been basically force fed the movies since I came out of the womb. Like my mom put those movies on for me and I just watched them and subconsciously picked up on them before I even knew I liked movies. But the earliest childhood memory that I, that I can, that sticks out to me the most that I know that that's what helped me into it is actually a PlayStation two game called star Wars bounty hunter. Um, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I played that on the PS2, and I, I had to hide it from my dad because he, for some reason, thought it was too violent for me as a kid. It, that was like four or five. I was really young. Um, but getting into that video game gave me a love for not only the Fets, but Tamora Morrison. And then I really started to just dive in from Star Wars to that point. Um, I then got it, uh, the first Star Wars Battlefront. Um, and then the second one came out around Revenge of the Sith at the time. And just from that video game spawned my love of pretty much everything Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, that, that I'd have to give all my credit to Bounty Hunter. Nice, nice. That's awesome. That's not no, – most of the time you hear from people that it's like a movie or a mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. So that that's awesome to hear Yeah, that it was a game for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. We had it on the uh, on the GameCube, <clears throat> and I, I can remember vividly the, the level that we are stuck on to this day. 
because we haven't touched it. It's like there's like a door and two turrets, and you have to open the door, and we just couldn't figure it out because of our small peewee brains. So it's been years since we've touched Bounty Hunter, but no, that is a really good game, oh. especially because Jackson's like a huge fan of Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. So he's like, mm, favorite character game. Yeah, no, I believe that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Ooh. I got you. That's sick. Yeah, you can be a fan of Django Fett, and then you can be Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? No, for me, it's probably like, uh, I think that, for me, it's probably a big one is Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. The, the second one that came out when Revenge of the Sith came out, because I remember sitting and playing that game for hours after school every single day. Just the instant action, list a bunch of planets down, mm-hmm. and... Uh, just go on for hours and hours and never get bored of it. That was the biggest no. thing. I, I try to play now. I can play for a couple hours and I get kind of bored of it after a while. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it definitely made me like the clones a lot more than mm-hmm. I think uh, I would have at the time. Mm-hmm. And now thanks to that, an unnamed clone will die and you will cry. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little weird like that. And I know a lot of us are. Is, like uh, that. Is, you know, watching the Clone Wars when I was a kid, just watching an unnamed clone die like a horrific death, I would get so upset. I would just get, and it even bleeds into today. I'll just I have this trauma from when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> just like in that, the one that comes to mind for me is um, in the Citadel arc, where they're in that shaft and all yes. the doors are snapping shut, and they're trying to get that one clone through the door, and you just hear, "There he goes." But that that arc probably is. I, I have to be in a certain mood to watch that storyline mm. for the Clone Wars, but yeah. but yeah, for me, it's the Clone Troopers. Mm. I find myself constantly watching, rewatching that uh, the Umbara. If I said that correctly, the Umbara arc that is yeah. my favorite because it's dark, it's gritty, it's it's just some of my favorite stuff. Um, and then season seven, I rewatch that all the time. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very war film, the Umbara arc. Mm-hmm. Um, it honestly, it kind of reminds me of the last, like the final act of Rogue One. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's just a gritty war movie. Mm-hmm. I would and, pay uh, good money to see that made into live action. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be, That'd cool. be so cool. Who knows though? We got some big Star Wars projects coming up. Mm-hmm. I really hope we see a live action clone. I really hope. Maybe we need one. Movie? And I did this time. I want them to make it like a physical suit, just so they can yes. understand our pain of trying to put on those things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then the real question is, is that if they end up making a movie accurate suit, obviously, I would imagine it couldn't be almost a direct replica of what they used before for like Attack of the Clones yeah. and Revenge of the Sith and whatnot. And everything so it would changed. be different measurements. So the entire 501st would just blow up with new measurements for everything. Mm-hmm. So and I guess. Is... Oh, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. So this is the worst part about whenever a new TV show comes up is all the older guys that do 501st stuff. Like, I mean, like when new movies come out, like when Rogue One came out, everybody saw the new Stormtrooper costumes and they were <clears> losing their mind. They're like, the measurements are different. Like they're using different materials. I'm like, my God, just enjoy the movie. It's good. Um, but then Book of Boba Fett came out and then he appeared in season two of The Mandalorian. And just his costume difference from season two to the Book of Boba Fett was so much different. And I've seen people literally like get into heated arguments online about what color what is it, the helmet is, like which shade of green it is, what difference like the armor is between the helmet. And then people like the costume designer even came out and said that the helmet is the same color as the armor. And then the people that write the CRLs for the Fiber First are like, well, no, that's, that's just not true. And she's like, she's a costume designer for the show. It's like, come on, guys. But yeah, I, I I would love to see a live action clone. I just I can already hear the arguments and just people going nuts. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest things, um, just because again, like, um, because my father, I think he was one of the first. Well, no, I know this. He was one of the first yes. people that helped like make the first clone armor sets for the five hundred first. So, mm-hmm. like, I've always grown up around his like prototype armors and all kinds of stuff. But I think that the biggest thing they would change if they did live action clones would be first of all they'd get rid of that like lip under the helmet and yeah. make it so that the clones can just take their helmets off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they would also change, um, maybe not the proportions, but um, give the midsection a little bit more room to wiggle around yeah. and uh, maybe get rid of some of the armor uh, up at the top of the thigh plate because yeah. you you can't move at all in, the, no. <laughs> in those things. And like you'll watch the movie and you'll see how like the CG renders just clip 
like the leg plates clip and it happens in the clone wars too actually too mm-hmm. um but i think that they would get rid of that just for like movement's sake um but then again all they'd have to do is is put one on screen he doesn't even have to do anything i would just i'd lose my mind just seeing a live action clone yeah mm-hmm. See, I was going to say, I don't know if you saw a lot uh, more of this happening in the 501st, but there was a huge debate on adding, I guess, like characters that could be bad guys, but not technically. So like the big one that I saw was obviously when the Mandalorian came out, obviously Mm -hmm. he was automatically in the 501st. But as time went on, now there was a larger debate now because Boba isn't necessarily a bad guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Do they allow that because he's been in this uh, previous properties and whatnot as a villain? And so I saw that there was a huge uh, discussion with that saying, like, maybe they should just let those people just join the, uh, the Rebel Legion instead. Mm-hmm. I so just my- feel like the whole discussion's kind of dumb. Just... Because clone troopers technically aren't bad guys either. They just they get Order sixty six and then they turn bad. It's not like they're bad people throughout the entirety of the show. Captain mm-hmm. Rex is in the five hundred first, and he never goes bad. Never at one point in time for like a couple minutes, but it's like in Wreck It Ralph when uh, the one dude says, "I am bad guy, but I am not bad guy." <laughs> it's like so i personally i absolutely hate it i hate the fact that there's so originally it worked um back when it was just the original trilogy and you had you know boba fett bad guy stormtroopers bad guys but with the introductions of clones and they're literally being now a 501st legion in star wars it, it really like messed up their whole idea because it's like well we got to have clones in the 501st because george you know he made the 501st after us and that's why, like, we, we got to have Captain Rex. He's literally, like, the guy in the 501st. Um, I hate the entire discussion. I think it's stupid. Um, I personally don't believe that the Rebel Legion should be a thing. I think they should be merged. Um, because, like I said, you've, you've got Boba Fett. You've got all these clones who, like, Captain Rex, never a bad guy. But then you don't have him in the Rebel Legion. And it, it just never made any sense to me because it causes problems when we get more to know, when we know more of Boba Fett's story, when we know more of his personality and we find out he's a good guy, how are you then going to have a certain costume Boba Fett with only rebels and then the other one with the empire? It's like, no, he's the same character regardless. So I just believe that they should be together um, because you really can't like... I, I just think the whole argument is stupid. I, I see no reason as to why Boba Fett should not be allowed um, or should be sent off to one specific group. I just think we both have the same cause. We both have the same outreach um, with the same goals. Just just combine them at this point. Like, it's it's there's, there's no need for the separation. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a fair point for sure. I mean, obviously, because I'm not in the 501st at all, so I have to just kind of see what I can pick up from most of the forums because I can't log into them. I feel like that's definitely a fair point as well. I feel, for the most part, a majority of the 501st would accept a merge with the Rebels. But, yeah. like, I feel like, obviously, you're going to have the members that kind of, like, end up getting the 501st, the bad name, that, like, gatekeep and whatnot. They're, like, they're the only ones that would object to that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't know. The other ones that would object to it, and this is actually, believe it or not, the main reason that it doesn't merge... Um, but you have a lot of people that were given leadership positions in the Rebel Legion, um, and they they are enjoying their positions very much. And it, I get it. Um, certain like public affairs related things, like just just leadership roles. That if you merge both both groups, how are you going to figure out where those people fill in? Like, how are you going to give them leadership positions? Is there going to be arguments? Is there going to be fights? And there definitely is, because people get uh, very heated very quickly when it comes to this type of stuff. You know, and I think honestly, it's a it just goes to show how the entire fandom is a lot mm-hmm. of times. The fandom just gets mad about nothing. Yeah. All the time. And and yeah. um how have you been seeing the book of Boba Fett? Like have you been enjoying it so far? So I me personally, I love it. Um that doesn't mean I believe it's perfect. Um I, I definitely have some criticisms, but at, at the end of the day, there's not a single episode where I've I've gotten done with it. I'm like, this sucks. Like, I hate this. No, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I've seen a lot of older guys complain that you know the mystery of Boba Fett's gone, and I'm like, that's I'm like he had six minutes of screen time in the original trilogy. I'm like, at, at this point, the more we know about him, I mean, I mean, when George made him Jango's son as a clone, 
we knew all that we needed to, and we knew that this character was a lot more complex than we, we originally thought. So I think the mystery has been gone for almost 20 years now. Um, now I think the whole purpose of the show is just to write more of his story and to give us more on him. Um, and I, I have no issue with it. I love seeing him with his helmet off. I love hearing Tamora Morrison's voice again. It's my favorite voice ever. Um, but I, I love I loved every episode so far. That's definitely how we feel about the mm-hmm. show. We've we've been really, really impressed with it. And honestly, aside from The Mandalorian and, you know, I was excited for new episodes of Mando. I was excited for new episodes of The Bad Batch. And mm-hmm. but something about this show, like I just get so excited, yeah. like days before the episode drops. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, you know, Tuesday night, I'm going to go to bed and I get wake up early on Wednesday and mm-hmm. watch the new episode of Boba Fett. And yeah. uh it's just been such a ride already. We've we've loved every minute of it. But at the same time, it's I just said on on last week's episode, I think, like, is it the best thing that Star Wars has ever put out? No. no. Like, I don't think that, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. I don't mm-hmm. expect everything Star Wars puts out to be the thing that tops the last property that was made. Not every show is going to be The Mandalorian. Not every movie is going to be the empire strikes back or, you know, revenge of the Sith. Not Mm -hmm. everyone is going to be uh, the thing that beats what came before it. Um, I like the world building in the show the most, to be honest. I like, Mm -hmm. I like what it's doing. I like that. It's opening up this new Avenue of the story without, and I've liked a lot of new star Wars content. That's done this Um, just opening up new avenues of, of content and new storylines without having to take major characters and insert them into the storyline mm-hmm. um with with boba fett i like that we're learning like you said it's a character that we don't know much about and we want to know more about and yeah. I, that's what i like the most about the show too but. Mm-hmm. yeah it definitely i definitely agree with tom and the fact that it's like i'm so excited for it to come out i was in one of my uh online classes today and i ended up bringing the return of the jedi uh black series boba figure with me to school as well just because i like to have a figure on my desk to kind of like mess around with sometimes i just kept posing him all these different ways like during my one class and i was like i get to see him in the show tomorrow this is gonna be so exciting like what's gonna happen now but i'm 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 super stoked for and honestly as of recording this tomorrow is the new episode the fourth episode and and i'm just oh i'm stoked Mm -hmm. i can't wait yeah, I'm so ready. And, and now I, I, so I'm a little more hardcore when it comes to even like the Marvel stuff that comes out too. I'm, I'm not going to get into that because that's not what this podcast is. But every time they release, uh, releases about two a.m. my time, I stay up no matter what. Mm-hmm. I always get them right away. Quick side note: Did you see the trailer for Moon Knight? I did. Yeah, it looks so good. I'm so excited for that. I am so excited for Moon Knight. I'm ready. I love that's Oscar good. Isaac. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, yeah. it's ve- it's very weird seeing him like from Poe Dameron now to Moon Knight because the accent's different. He acts completely different. It's just like whoa. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's Oscar Isaac, but it's two completely different characters. It's like it just goes to show how good of an actor he is. So yeah. no, I'm I am over the over the moon for Moon Knight. That's- and that's what I love. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good, man. I was gonna bring a completely different point up. <laughs> No, I was, and that's what I love about Adam Driver is watching him in the sequel trilogy and then seeing his contrast to some of his interesting roles. I'm like, my God, that is talent right there because you could mm-hmm. not, they're not the same by any means. Yeah. But and it's the same thing with um, just yesterday, my father and I watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's, it's Indiana Jones and it's Han Solo. Like, yeah. you can't take the two characters and just swap them into the other frame. Like, it's not Harrison Ford. Like, I always thought like, oh, it's just Harrison Ford. But then watching the movie again yesterday, I was like, oh man, this is a completely different character. Yeah. It was, that movie's that movie's dark. I did not like. I haven't seen it since I was like fourteen. So Temple, Temple I, of I Doom. Be, yeah. 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 They'd be ripping out hearts. <laughs> yeah, ripping out people's hearts. And you guys know that was actually the first movie to introduce, I think, PG thirteen. Oh, really? No kidding. Just because hmm. of how dark it was, we're like, we're not going to make it rated R because it's not that bad, but it's also not PG. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. My my dad and I like to make the joke of um, uh, our one of our favorite parts of the movie is when they're in that village before they get to the temple, um, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the rock and and like the mage of the tribe just goes, "The rock have many magic." <laughs> it's just like, it's just so stupid, and I just mm-hmm. stuff like that. That as a kid, you just kind of 
think about it. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. For me, Indiana Jones was like one of my cornerstone characters growing up. It's funny because he still has a he still has one appearance in our Star Wars room. And it's just in the corner and it's it's a Temple of Doom appearance, Indiana Jones. I found this at like basically a thrift store in the mm-hmm. box. And he has like an arm and a button on the back. And when you press the arm, it goes, whoops. And it came with the whip, but it dry rotted because it was really old. Oh, yeah. He's got like good articulation. Oh, yeah. But no. Yeah, Indiana Jones was one of my favorite characters and also helped me be like a huge uh, Han Solo fan when I was younger. Because when mm-hmm. I was super into the OT when I was younger until like Clone Wars came out. And then yeah. I was like a complete addict for that. But yeah. I'm enjoying this. I've never yes. seen, like, I've always seen this in the collection room, wait, wait, but wait, I've wait. never, like, yeah. looked at him. His, his arm won't move. <laughs> so, yeah, that's this This thing is awesome. I'll just put him back over here. I feel like Jacob has a vendetta against me now for touching things in the collection because one time we were, I think we were on a live stream. Yes. And yes, I was were. messing, I was messing around with this. It was like a Chinese knockoff of like a phase one clone trooper. Mm-hmm. And uh, he broke I it. lifted the shoulder up, and the shoulder plate popped off. And Damn. my face was—I was—I was embarrassed. Like I felt bad, but they, we were able to put the shoulder pad back on. We were able to put it back on. It but was, it I feel like principle. now, I feel like now Jacob has like a vent that I. Well, I didn't like. I wasn't trying to break it. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna snap this in half. I felt bad. Oh well, I felt bad. It's in the past. It's what it is. I'd replace it, but I'm broke. Let the past so, die. I, I feel that. <laughs> So I was going to say from watching some of your TikToks before as well, it does seem that you do have a little bit of a sideshow collectible uh, collection going on. So how did you kind of get into the realm of sideshow? I'll never forget. I saw an advertisement for, I believe it was an Iron Man Hot Toys figure. And I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. I saw the face sculpt. I'm like, that's insane. It's kind of creepy, but it's really cool. And I saw the price tag and I'm like, who's ever going to pay $300 for an action figure? Um... And then I started on YouTube. I looked up, like, I wanted to see if they had Star Wars Hot Toys. And, of course, they did. And I saw a Darth Vader one. And I'm like, holy crap, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, and I'm like, all the materials, it's all leather. I'm like, wow, I need to get that. And so I bought that one. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is the only one I'm going to get. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and then I remember the last convention, uh, two conventions ago I was at, I saw a Kylo Ren one, uh, the Rise of Skywalker version. And I'm like, oh, 250. I'm like, that's that's doable. That's not so bad. And I'm like, why not? And I got it. And then from there, I, I remember they announced uh, Loki from the MCU show, and I'm like, oh no, this is going to be really bad for me. And mm-hmm. I just started pre-ordering and pre-ordering and pre-ordering. I currently only have three: um, Vader, uh, the Mandalorian, and then um, Kylo. But I've got Django Fett on pre-order. He's the one that's going to come in next for me. Um, and I've got a bunch of others. So I just recently started getting into it, but it's 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 once all my pre-orders come in, I'm gonna have to get some more display cases because it's gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're kind of in the same realm right now. I don't know if you can see behind us, but we do have a couple along our back. We have Captain Rex and Cody over there, and then mm-hmm. uh, of course not guard. But I ended up getting the Hunter uh, Bad Batch hot toy from Jacob for Christmas. So that's really? on pre-order. That'll come really when the new season comes out i feel like but i'm just waiting for another paycheck to come in before i pull the trigger and get Django. you can do it like, yes right. i had to he looks like oh such God. a cool figure the accessories <laughs> he comes with and then the face sculpt he even comes with the poncho i'm like holy crap mm-hmm. i'm like I, that was an instant like as soon as he announced i pre-ordered him like for me i'm like i'm like looking at it like at a distance like that would be cool to get into, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have the money for it it's like right now the only two i think i would get is the Echo from the Bad Batch, yeah. and then the Zombie Hunter Spider-Man from What If are the two that are like really pulling at me because for Marvel, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are two of my favorite characters. So just putting them together just makes me happy. So mm-hmm. that thing, and plus it looks super good. So I'm like, perhaps. I'm just waiting on, on them to announce Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And the moment they announce mm-hmm. that, that is also an instant pre-order for me. Yes. Um, but yeah, I used to have a ginormous Black Series collection prior to getting into Hot Toys, and I'm like, okay, I'm choosing one or the other. I'm not doing both, so I sold all of them and put yeah. it towards a uh, Hot Toys savings fund. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's fair I, yeah, we're all big Black Series collectors, and uh, but I'll tell you what, the Sideshow bug has bitten me, and it's all I can do. I can't look at what Sideshow puts out anymore because mm-hmm. I got the deluxe 
500 first cone trooper with the with the minigun they're so cool. had to get it saw it i was oh, like that's yeah. it i gotta pre-order it mm-hmm. um and then i actually am paying in the payment plan for the book of boba fett boba with the throne the throne yeah and that's another I, I, it was one of those things where like you know there, with a lot of my black series figures it's like i see it and i'm like oh it's cool I'll, I, i'm gonna get it like you know it's all right but when i saw the boba fett and he comes with the throne and the holograms and everything mm-hmm. i just i i looked at it and i immediately i think i was working with you that yeah. day i came out to jackson at work and i went dude I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna buy this. I can't wait. I have to wait till like December for yeah. it to show up, but it's gonna be well worth the wait. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you know, unless big... Boba Fett, you know, when Boba Fett dies in the show, then hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like <how> everybody just went... <laughs> that was the big contrast that I like from Black Series versus um, Hot Toys. Is Black Series? I feel like I had to race people to Walmart to even attempt to find something. I had to stop yeah. inconsistently. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Hot Toys, I can put down a pre-order, um, maybe payment plan if I'm a little hesitant about getting it. And then in a few, sometimes a year, because their wait times are awful occasionally, but it eventually shows up, no problem. Like that's and that that to me, I was like, that's so much more fun. Yeah, and I feel like realistically as well, like kind of like another good like difference between the two is that like if you miss a figure, like if you just get into collecting the Black Series now, you can very well make up for it. Like you can get like the older clones and whatnot. But if you just get into Hot Toys and you want products that they've released in the past, SOL, buddy. (laughs) Because for my costume for fives, that hasn't been done before for the realistic look. But there is a hot toy available of Archer 5. So the source material exists to do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I was kind of looking online. I was like, okay, you know, like, how much would like this be? It's like $1,000 if you want that guy. Are you serious? Yes. I really want Anakin Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, and that I am not spending seven to $800 to get that right now. One of the hot toys I saw that I was really impressed with is my girlfriend is a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. And I found Jack out that Sparrow. I had one for Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they put Johnny Depp in a box. Like, mm-hmm. it looks exactly like him. Like, it is it is crazy. So that's one. It's actually not too expensive to get it, like, really? on eBay. I found it for only, like, 400 which, again, is, like, almost double price. But it's not it's not insane like I've seen, like, for the other clone troopers where they just, <clears throat> like, shoot yeah. up in price the second that you yeah. can't buy them anymore. Yeah, Jack Sparrow's phenomenal. Uh, I love the Doctor Strange. I think all of his hot toys have looked outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, if they ever do a Davy Jones, I will instantly pre-order that because I believe he, he's one of my favorites. But mm-hmm. that's very very cool. Yeah, I I just uh, the, I would love to get more into the hot toys, but I know that if I wanted to commit, I would mm-hmm. have to sell off my entire Black Series collection. I just couldn't mm-hmm. keep up. But that's the thing that I like about the Black Series is they're much less expensive. Yeah, and for a broke college student, that works. Mm-hmm. And aside from that as well, it's just they they put out more characters faster. And that's not a dig at Hot Toys. I know yeah. that like they just can't like, you know, who's gonna buy? Oh, hey, we have all the Bad Batch. Here you go, two hundred fifty a piece. You know, you drop yeah. like fifteen hundred bucks for for the to get the entire Bad Batch. So mm. I wouldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know very many people that could do it. Yeah. So having the Black Series is nice because makes me feel better about myself mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, i have more <laughs> yeah yeah but then you know with the black series figures too i was able to um in the snow yesterday i was able to go take some cool photos and and pose my figures around and mm-hmm. share it with uh people that you know hang out with the podcast so yeah. that was that was a lot of fun you almost I- just knocked me back i went to my bad i've seen people that do um figure photography with their hot toys yeah Mm -hmm. and i've seen some in particular which i just think that they're nutcases because i saw these guys they were doing they're trying to make it look like clone troopers were running from like an explosion and they were literally taking like an aerosol cannon a line go behind their hot toys i'm like bro you're gonna light 200 bucks on fire yeah stop that Stop. is literally just that is just burning money. It, it freaks me out. Like, and then get they're getting them dirty. They're doing all this. I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, I could not. Yeah. But the pictures look good. They look phenomenal. They look like mm, it's, it's live. And action. they probably make money off them. Like, especially if you're doing the photos for Hot Toys, they're definitely going to pay you for that. But there's the people that are just like, I want to do this for fun <laughs> and just destroy it. I'm like, there are there are literally, and and so many people like my family makes fun of me 
because of how much care I I give to my figures. Um, like if one of them even gets like a scratch on their paint, I get upset. I'm like, oh, man. But like yesterday, so I took a bunch of them out in the snow, took some pictures, and I laid out a towel on the floor, like on, on the side of the like the dining room, and I yeah. just had them all laid out. And so like my sister kept walking back and forth, and I just my mom saw me. I was just staring at her. Like I didn't I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was just like please like in my head i'm like please don't knock over please don't step on them please my mom's like hey watch where you walk watch where you walk i'm like hey you didn't have to call me out you didn't, you didn't have to. love my mom but don't we we all love our moms i hope I, I love my mom we just we just get in watch your words watch i feel words. like okay listen to here's, my, here's my theory here's my theory i think it's just it's got to be a thing like when you hit like adulthood mm-hmm. that you and your parents just disagree on stuff you fight it's just everyone i know is like yeah me and my mom get in stupid arguments and i'm like it's it's definitely not just me it's absolutely mm-hmm. oh yeah here's kind of a random question as well what do your parent well i know your mom well you mentioned before that your mom kind of put you down in front of star wars coming right out the womb so are your parents big star wars fans so my mom is pretty big. Um, she's definitely not as into it anymore as she got older. But my dad, he could not care less about Star Wars. I don't know what it was. Whoa. He didn't hate it by any means, but he didn't love it. And if he put it on, he'd be like, oh, that's cool. But he never would go out of his way to watch it. And he didn't even go out of his way to watch movies in general. Um, me and him in terms of that are polar opposite. But yeah, he um, he also wasn't a fan of video games. Like He, he just that that wasn't. We're, we're very different people when it comes to this type of stuff. So. Hmm. Um, as time has gone on, though, he said, then this was big for him. He watched The Mandalorian voluntarily and he loved it. Um, so mm-hmm. he rewatches that. And I'm like, hey, if that's what gets him into it, like, great. So, um, so. my mom is, she's huge into it. But like I said, my dad, he couldn't, couldn't care less. Dang. I've only ever met like a couple human beings that actually don't like The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I, when they say it to me, I, I think they're joking. Because mm-hmm. you just don't meet people who... It's like people who are like, yeah, I hate The Empire Strikes Back. I hate Revenge of the yeah. Sith. It's like, like fellas that are like, oh, I'm allergic to water. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Those people don't exist, but they do. There's yeah. only a little bit of them. You want to know why? Because they can't drink water and you need that to live. <laughs> just like yes. The Mandalorian. You need that to live. It's such a good show. I still have never met anybody that has anything negative to say about it. So you guys must just know really weird people because I Well, we have this one friend. (laughs) (laughs) He is just like, and I know he's not watching this, but (laughs) he just, um, Scrooge McDuck for everything. (laughs) He just has to nitpick. He feels like if he just gives like all praise to something that he's being a shill, um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a running joke of our podcast, too. We're very positive about stuff generally, so we get called, like, shills from time to time. Um, But he just, like, we'd be like, oh, we we used to have a group chat that he was in, and uh, we would always go, oh, man, did you see that new Mando episode? That was great. That was great. Wow. I didn't like the way they shot this one particular shot in the episode. That was so annoying, because, like, the the Boba Fett episode (laughs) came out. For season two, everybody was blown away. Oh my gosh, Boba Fett kicking butt in Star Wars again. I'm so excited. I don't like how they shot this episode. <laughs> they slow it down and then speed it up. And it, it just, it doesn't look good. One, you barely notice it. Two, it's an artistic choice. It doesn't affect the entire episode. It doesn't affect the story. It doesn't affect the characters. He liked everything, but he found one thing he did it to preach to the entire world why the episode sucked. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like... We'd be on like you know an Xbox party where everybody's just like talking about it, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, he he'll just stay quiet, and you just know it's like it's like oh here it comes, here it comes, <laughs> and then and then someone will go hey, what did you think of the episode? And I just go here we go, <laughs> and then he'll go, wow, <laughs> I don't want to rain on everybody's parade, <laughs> and then just it's all downhill from there. But here's the dumb thing. He can't find a single flaw in anything Marvel comes out with. He loves Marvel and everything they do. He was at Endgame. <laughs> and absolutely nothing. Well, I was the there. Air. I was with him when we went to the movie. It was like four of us went. And uh, 
he we went to the midnight showing and so my one friend and i were literally falling asleep in and out of the movie i had to go see it a second time because it was like you know it's like 2 a.m it's a school night we were in high school you said this, like, this was endgame yeah and uh you know, it was um I feel like it was like that second leg of the movie where they were like getting set up for the time travel stuff and I just kind of mm-hmm. you know, but um when they got to the end like you know, I'm excited like I'm you know like standing up, you know, like getting excited but this dude was like he didn't have a voice when we left the theater. Yeah. But then again, I feel like I'd be like that with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So like I can't really dig on yeah, no, with Endgame, like I said, I'm, I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than Marvel, but when Endgame came out and, uh, like, this was just me, I was on, I was, like, I felt like it tingled down my spine the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went opening night because I love hearing those reactions from people, just seeing how everyone feels. And when they all oh, assembled yeah, yeah. up for the first time, I, I like, hyperventilated. I was, like, <laughs> I, like, I started freaking out. I, like, I didn't even know what to say. My friend was, like, it, it was just the greatest experience. That's why I'm I'm shocked to hear that you fell asleep because that that that, that I, I I could that that's that's crazy to me. So here's my here's my reason. So it was my senior year of high school, and okay. I was I was in our school's rowing team. Mm-hmm. I was in our school's musical. Oh god! And so I had rowing, then a full day of school, then practice like a four hour practice for the musical, then we went to the movie. Ooh, and okay. so that was my day and so my buddy was on stage crew and i was on um i was in the show and mm. so when we were watching the movie like i felt bad like i you know i had to get up and use the bathroom so i could stay awake because i wanted to see it you know but it was uh it was just uh mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun to sit with that i think uh, another movie that did that was when um i went to go see rogue one mm-hmm. opening night and seeing darth vader at the end uh, yeah the most yeah. recent one, and I'm not going to keep most of it spoiler-free because he hasn't seen the whole movie yet, um, is uh, No Way Home. How have I not seen No Way Home? Because How have I not seen No Way Home? Dumb. You haven't? Because you're dumb because you're, you're dumb. I've seen it six times, and you haven't seen it once. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it four. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie is so good. It's, um, yeah, that movie had me, like, I saw it the first time, and I was freaking out during it, and I saw it the second time. When, like, at this point, most people saw it, and I was still freaking out of the movie, and the rest of the theater was dead silent. I was like, y'all suck. But, um, no, that movie was fantastic, and I think the crowd reactions to that is just – it's up there with when Captain America caught Mjolnir. People, mm-hmm. like, were killing each other when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> people were losing. Fireworks. Yes. Have you seen these clips online of people lighting up fireworks in the theaters during these movies? People doing backflips in front of the screen. There's the backflip during Spider-Man with the with the big reveal. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's uh, no. They uh, I love going to movies like opening night just because the energy is so high. Mm-hmm. It's like probably like one of my favorite things to do. Like period. Yeah, I'll never miss a Marvel movie opening night again. At least one that has decent hype because the reactions from people are what makes it such a cool experience. Yep. Seeing Endgame and Infinity War both in person uh, on opening night is probably one of the coolest experiences I'll ever let the, like have in my life because mm-hmm. everybody was on the same page at one time. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Infinity War for the first time and seeing the ending of that film mm-hmm. and realizing that it was actually over mm-hmm. was like heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was- everybody left the theater sad like nobody left that movie like that was so good everybody was like spider-man died everybody was <laughs> quiet <died>. like dead <laughs> silent just it, it looked like it was a funeral everybody just walked out nobody said a thing yeah it was, it was man that was a good movie but there, there are only a few movies that I've like needed, other than like a Star Wars or like a Marvel, you know, that I've like needed to see multiple times opening week. And one of those was Joker. Joker was for me. I went and saw it three times, like three days in a row. Like it was, it was a really good movie. Apologies, I don't know if that was coming over. My, my dog was whining, so no, you're, no, good. you're fine. You're good. Oh, there he is. <laughs> we couldn't bring our dogs in here, or else they would throw a riot. Yes, they'd be like, "Ooh, your Lego sets." So it's like, yeah, the dogs are not allowed. They have in here. they have one dog that um, he gets really excited when I come over, and mm-hmm. so uh, if he gets into this room, he starts wagging his tail, and the force of his tail is like getting punched in the face by Floyd Mayweather um, mm-hmm. because when he walks past this shelf, everything just falls down. Like I've seen Lego sets obliterate just because his tail touched them it's yeah 
That's blackjack. <laughs> That's black. Yo. No. It, quite annoying sometimes, but love the dog. Gotta love dogs. Yeah. I'm a dog person. I'm allergic to cats, so I cannot be a cat person. I like animals. If I could have a raccoon, I would. That's facts. That's for, me, for me, it's a capybara. If I could have a capybara. Do you know what those are? No. I'm going to pull up a picture. Capybaras are the world's biggest rodent. Okay. I pull up. They're pretty cool. We're all Googling it right now. But no, capybaras are the... Actually, I should just use StreamYard. Nah. Nah. I got the capybara on standby. There's a capybara. Oh, that's a big prairie dog. Yeah, pretty much. They're like... Almost, they're like three feet tall, and mm-hmm. uh, they have no natural predators, so they just are friendly with everything. They just, they chill. just chill. Yeah, he looks high. You can house train them. They're really, they're awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then and like the only downside to them is that they're considered an exotic pet, so you need special like special uh, you know paperwork and certifications to be able to own one. But mark my words, I'm gonna own one at yeah, some point. They live in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Now our dogs are whining. <laughs> they all just decided it wants to interrupt. Yep. Must be a full moon tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously, besides having your uh, costumes for the five hundred first, and then having a couple sideshow collectibles, do you collect anything else Star Wars related, or do you just like kind of pick and choose like niche little things that you enjoy? So. I, Legos, that's the easiest one. Um, and I don't actively buy them as much as I used to just because my main focus for buying uh, collectibles is screen accurate props and then sideshow. Those are my two things that I want to expand on more. Um, but Legos, a lot of them, I still have my old ones. Uh, my two favorite things that I have are my two original slave ones. Um, I've got the Django and the Boba Fett one. Um, both I keep in a case. Um, but outside of that, no. I mean, the biggest focus for collecting right now, I mean, the costumes for the 501st, some people do it for just theatrics and walking around, but I also do it as kind of a collection thing as well. Um, when I buy my house and I move to Florida, once my military contract is over, um, I'd like to build my own movie theater. And then inside the walls, I'd like to have my Darth Vader suit on a mannequin, like statue, uh, my Boba Fett, like from there on, so... That's awesome. Yeah, so um, I know you do have um, a Kylo Ren costume mm-hmm. as well. Now, other than, aside from like, you know, Darth Vader is obviously one of the most iconic characters of all time. Yeah. Um, what made you want to decide to do a Kylo Ren costume? So I impulse bought, uh, I, I impulse bought this. Um, this is the Inovos Kylo Ren helmet. Um, oh. It's a phenomenal uh, replica of the actual screen used prop. Um, I impulse bought it to Disney World on the trip that I proposed to my wife. I'm like, okay, you know what? I just got engaged. I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm like, let me buy something stupid. Um, so I bought this, and it was seven fifty. It came out to like eight ninety with tax. It was ridiculous. Look at this, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm saying like just just this it was seven fifty by itself. Um, but like I said, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal prop. Every single crack, like oh. cracks, like. All of it is good. The only issue I have with this, and so with these Novos helmets, there were two different runs of them. One that had just the regular chrome, and then one of them that had this really stupid unibrow. It looks like it was sharpied in. I don't know why the hell it's there, but it's there. Um, this is one of the run twos now, so it's a little less valuable on the secondary market, but this thing is still insanely beautiful. Um, there's nothing inside, nothing crazy. It's just, just that. So there's patterns around bear? the eyes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a phenomenal helmet. I love it. And from there, I'm like, I went and bought the lightsaber at Doc Ondar's. I think that's what it calls what it's what it's called. Um, and then after I bought the lightsaber, I'm like, I gotta buy the rest. I'm like, this is cool. And I watched the YouTube video on um, Adam Savage mm-hmm. on him dressing up as Kylo Ren and walking around. I'm like, I gotta get that. So I joined the Facebook group. Uh, did the same thing with Vader, and I asked, Hey guys, where'd you get your parts? And boom. That's awesome. How does the helmet wear? Does it wear well? None of the helmets necessarily wear well. Um, like, so for me, what, what it makes it a lot easier is I, I'll have like a neck seal that comes around my chin. And it's, it's these leather strips that he has that magically disappear whenever he takes off his helmet. Um, but when he puts it on, it literally just wears like this. Um, and so this, this is occasionally showing. 
crap. Um, and I have to have, so I have a voice changer for it. Um, and it's a mic that goes over my head. Um, it, it's, it's like that set up like this. And then I have to loop it through. I have kind of like a, a ski, like a baklava mask. I loop it through there and then I, I run a cord down to my chest and there's a Bluetooth speaker right here. It plugs into that. And then I have this voice box that modulates my voice to make me sound all gargled. Um, and I wear that on this purse that I found at Walmart. Um, and I put it right underneath one of my skirts, as I like to call them. Um, and yeah, so it, it gets really tight with the headset on. And it actually gets kind of painful because it can kind of dig into your head as well over time. So I, 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 in costume, without the headset, I could wear it for two, three hours straight. But with it, I would prefer like, to wear it for an hour and then take a break for a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. Rest, I know just, just wearing the clone armor and I don't even mm -hmm. have like, I haven't even tried yet to put the whole thing on. Um, yeah. but just, I did like a test test try on, I guess for a couple weeks ago and it was, um, it was pretty painful. Like I, yeah. I, I felt like the tin man from the wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also know that like the more you wear it, the more you realize like how, what you can get away with and yeah, all that stuff. But, these costumes aren't by any means comfortable. In fact, 90% of the time they're miserable to wear, um, especially the Darth Vader one. My God, it gets so hot. And my head is too big in order for me to fit helmet fans in there, so I'm just sweating. Like, that's just that. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Tommy posted some of the – when he did that full try-on, he posted some of the pictures to our Discord, plug for our Discord, and everybody just started memeing on it because <laughs> he was kind of standing there like this. Mm -hmm. So everybody's just doing the, the oh he mom, found it he's doing like the mom I threw so up mom, I was I, I was trying stuff. to like I, I was excited don't get me wrong but I was in so much pain that yeah. like so this is me in my basement trying it on if you can see my face it's like <laughs> miserable <laughs> I was miserable oh, but, yeah. but I was I was I was pretty excited about it right now the gauntlets are not the right color they should mm -hmm. be yellow but that's from the gentleman that had it before me so I do need to repaint those but um but so far. I'm enjoying the process, but yeah, it's, oh man, I, I can't wait to get some padding in there and stuff. Cause it's, uh, it's not a good time. It hurts. Yeah. It, it hurts. It does. It does. Um, so or what are you most excited about coming from star Wars in the future here? I know we've got some big titles in the works here. Uh, <laughs> I'm really praying they do Ahsoka well. Um, I'm not going to lie. So I, I love Rosario Dawson. I, I enjoy her. It's it's just been an adjustment for me. Um, Reimagining her over Ashley Eckstein, who is by far uh, my, one of my favorite voices. Um, I just, it, her, her performance is an adjustment, but I think she's going to do a phenomenal job. Um, I don't, and this, this might be um, an odd opinion, I don't want to see a lot of Luke Skywalker um, coming up in the next future because... I mean, yeah, they, they, they did an awesome job bringing back the Mandalorian. I just want to see more of the universe outside of the Skywalker family. I think there's so many opportunities that they need to expand on with that. Um, but it is Ahsoka. I mean, her entire life revolved around the Skywalkers at one point, so we're, we're bound to see him. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe it or not, I think the thing I'm actually most excited for is uh, the video games coming out. Um, there are a lot of, there's two, I believe, um, unnamed uh, projects that are going to be coming out here shortly. Um, we don't really have any description on what they are other than one of them is going to be an open world game. Um, I hope that it's going to be something related to 1313 and Boba Fett type. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they do something cool with that. I'm, like Ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted like a Spider-Man 2 type game um, where it's just flat out open world, like wherever you go. Um, you can be a bounty hunter, Jedi, whatever the hell you want, and you can go to multiple different planets like that. That, I, I mean, I'm not going to hype it up too much because I'm not going to set myself up for disappointment. But uh, that, I'm also really excited for the LEGO Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. um, I've been looking forward to that, and even though it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, hopefully it comes out by 2026. But um, <laughs> once, once that comes out, I'm, I'm excited to make some stuff in regards to that. So, yeah, uh, believe it or not, it's, it's actually the video games that I'm most excited for. Nice. That's good though. That's I mean, there's some cool games coming out, and oh, and we we used to play the crap out of Battlefront Two, like the EA Battlefront Two. Yeah, um, I still Jedi play. Fallen Order. We played a ton yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. And we might be oh. getting a reveal for Jedi Fallen Order Two this May. Yeah, uh, are you guys going to be at Celebration? I, I wish. wish. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention out of everything that I'm excited and looking forward to that I'll be at Celebration. Um, I'm going to bring my Vader suit and I'll hopefully have Django Fett done by then. Um, Ooh, so, nice. 
Uh, I got a bunch of pieces ready for it. I'm just waiting on a fl- like a flak vest, like is his blue little thing that I got to get a jetpack, but it's almost done. So uh, once that's completed, I'd like to have that there. So I love how when you opened the door, he ran away. Yeah, <laughs> my dog's being a butt, scratching the door, and I went to tell him to stop. The second can, I can you hear my dogs scratching or whining by any chance? Um, a little bit of the whining. Every so often, but you know. It's whatever, though. Yeah. Come on in. Here, quiet. <laughs> um, we had, uh, I think, he was our last guest, right? Rexing around? Yeah. We had Rexing around on the show, and he had his dog in his lap pretty much. The, pretty yeah. much the whole, so don't feel bad at all. Because okay. we, yeah. again, it's we're casual. It's not like it's a thing that you need to be professional about. Okay. Know. You know, I absolutely love Michael. I can imagine that was something. That's awesome. Yeah, that was the dream come true. There's, there's a point where, like, we were talking to him and he just goes, stop. What did he say? Stop eating the table or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. So, some to his dog. And then we were like, Hey, you gotta love him. And he just goes, eh. <laughs> yeah. dogs are great, but yeah, sometimes they can be a little trying. I know that my, uh, my grandmother ha- always has a dog. And for some reason, even though she's like a little old lady, she always gets those big sheep dog mixes. Mm. And so she just, there's there there are handful sometimes. I used to do mm-hmm. yard work for my grandmother when I was in high school, and I remember trying to get the dog under control coming in the door was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like a 70, 80 pound dog, you know. But yeah. But yeah, but I digress. <laughs> so yeah, I think for me though, my most excited my thing that I'm anticipating the most is either obviously Obi-Wan. Everyone's excited about that show. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, that's crap. Yeah. <laughs> but there's that and then for me it's honestly bad batch season two i fell yeah. in love with the bad batch this past summer and i really really want to see what they do with these characters and where this story goes um mm. because this is this is the storyline i've always wanted to see immediately after revenge of the sith mm-hmm. and and from the clone perspective that's what yeah. i've always wanted to see so i'm most excited for this. yeah mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, hey, huge bad over. batch of supremacists here. So yeah, bad batch all the way. Would you guys think of the season finale and the way they split it up? I liked it because it here's my thing as well. I know everybody wanted some sort of gigantic fight on Camino. You wanted to see Cody. You wanted to see all these other named clones. Somebody there, and so I guess for a lot of people who really wanted that to happen and then have the ending that happened in the in the show i can understand from their perspective disappointment however we watch the shows just to purely watch it we're not going in obviously saying if this doesn't happen then i'm going to be upset yeah and i liked the ending just because it showed crosshair is willing to go back but he's just not sure he makes sense that he believes the empire can be like the next big thing and he wants to be a part of something he wants to have power still he doesn't want to just kind of roam around and not really understand his place in the universe. So I definitely see that he could maybe come back to the batch one day. But mm. I still feel like there is character development needed for him that we will see in season two. And I know at some point we're going to see Rex again for sure. I mean, yeah. I really hope that we end up seeing maybe how Rex comes across uh, Gregor and Wolf. I think that would be really cool. But other than that, I really like seeing how I mean, the story's being told from a great perspective of how the galaxy is consistently changing. You know, we got the chain code implementation now for the Empire. Everybody has to be a registered citizen. And so does your vehicle and all this other stuff. And to see how people might grow from like, a okay, you know, the Republic's just the Empire now. No big deal to maybe content then for the Empire. Yeah. I think for me, I liked how... I can understand how a lot of people didn't like that there was a ton of action in the episode before the finale, and then the finale itself was kind of slow in a way mm-hmm. compared um, action-wise. But yeah. I think for me, I liked how the episode before the finale, you're left with Camino being sunk. That's it. There, you don't know what's going to happen next. Everyone's trapped. Um, and I like that in the last episode, you get to really explore how the clones feel. Um with each other, how cross, especially Crosshair and Hunter. Um, and then, you know, you get to hear Crosshair's perspective. And a lot of times in Star Wars and many other franchises, you don't really get to hear the villain's perspective all that much. We focus on our heroes a lot. So it was nice to hear 
Crosshair's perspective. And um, I liked that they took the time to kind of let it breathe and let it slow down. Um, but again, I do get people's, you know, I think if they were going to do it that way, maybe making one extended episode would have been better. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, it's a series. So we're, we have the luxury now of being able to watch them back to back. Whereas before we didn't. Plus like that first episode was very long. And like, for me, that's not really an undertaking. I have to have a lot of time on my hands to be able to watch that season opener in one sitting. Yeah. How about yourself though? Um, did you not enjoy it that much or so my gut reaction i was actually mad i was like oh my god like we had this so so it was the the finale uh, i don't know if i'm referring it to correctly but i believe it was split up into two parts um and that that first part i was like holy crap like this is some of the best animated star wars i've seen um seeing i already forgot her name omega um seeing her walk off in the animation just as a lightning flash i'm like oh this is this is good um and then, like, I don't know what is the second finale. Like, I, I just felt that the energy just did not match up the first portion of it. And my gut reaction was like, I hate this. Like, I was hoping they'd continue the same energy. But it just seemed like it was a very, ch- like, the most chill escape I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then the ending with uh, Crosshair was phenomenal. Um, but my gut reaction, I was like, I just, uh, I don't know why they didn't just leave it one one fully extended episode. I had to wait a week for this, but it, it, after rewatching it, I'm like, you know, I thought it was a phenomenal ending. I enjoyed the entire season as it was, so it's not whole. Give me one second. <laughs> You're yeah. fine. Um, I thought it was a phenomenal ending, and I, I just enjoyed the episode overall. So, but my gut reaction, I was mad. I was really salty. <laughs> and I feel like that's a huge component, I guess, that a lot of Star Wars fans have. It's just they might be more rageful if like an episode disappoints them like my example being the frog lady arc for mandalorian best episode of the mandalorian best episode of the mandalorian by the way but because it's disney is taking this approach to like how shows used to come out it's week by week it isn't a netflix where you can binge it all in one day so Mm -hmm. when people have to wait a week and then like nothing happens that's like of their interest that's where i feel like a lot of these people just become so mad and they're like well, what was the point? That was awful. But then yeah. when you're able to binge the entire thing later on and rewatch it all, I feel like then people have a better appreciation for it. Then. Yeah. Um, I think my thing too is I think it's a, ref- I think the star Wars fandom is a reflection of how our society has become where it's like you see something and you have this knee jerk reaction to it, whether it be positive or negative. And a lot of times we don't, because everything moves so fast nowadays, um, we never sit and think, why do I feel this way about it? You know, people will, I mean, you could talk about anything Star Wars, the book of Boba Fett, you know, the prequels, the sequels, the, even the originals, you know, people sit down nowadays, they'll watch it for the first time. And then they go, I hated it. That's it. I hated it. Or they go, I loved it, but they don't sit down and like, think about the reasons why, like, why do I feel this way about this show? And I think that that's, the treatment that not only the Bad Batch, but I'm seeing a lot of it with the Book of Boba Fett, um, is you have a lot of people who are saying they don't like it, but they don't actually sit down with themselves and mm-hmm. think about why they don't like it. Because yeah. once you kind of uproot the reason you don't like it, you can kind of change your opinion on it a lot easier rather than just writing it off, which is what a lot of people do nowadays. Mm-hmm. But... Did you guys have anything else? Or? We chilling. We pissed jumping. Did you have any questions for us? Uh, no, I was going to say, um, I say, unless you have any questions regarding 501st or anything else you need um, for me. I... But we do. We want to give you our, our rapid fire questions oh, yes. real quick. Okay. So, favorite Star Wars movie? Favorite Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back. Good choice. Nice. Favorite Star Wars show? Oh. Uh, Man, um, Mandalorian. It's a good choice. Good choice. Nice. And then, um, what's your favorite Star Wars character if you had to pick one? Uh, I'm gonna cheat here and just say Fett. Fett. Okay, mm. that's fair enough. That's fair enough for us. A Fett. A Fett. <laughs> Not gonna say Jango or Boba. I'm just gonna say Fett. It's fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
All right, everybody. So this was another edition of Have a Chat. And here, as we do in true Have a Chat fashion, you will now watch us struggle to try and share our screen uh, as we always do. <laughs> but here yeah. we are. Um, for those who are watching, we have Noah's TikTok page pulled up here. And um, on here, he's got some awesome, like you said, Star Wars content. Um, TikTok's like a new medium right now. Um, mm -hmm. So for a lot of like younger viewers, um, this is a just follow the TikTok. Yeah. If you're not going to follow the TikTok, what's wrong with you? Follow Why would you not do that? Follow the TikTok. Why would you not do follow, follow the TikTok. Follow the TikTok. Follow, follow the, tic the TikTok. China wants you to follow the TikTok. <laughs> um, but yeah, so aside from that, um, all of Noah's social media will be in the description below when you guys see this. Um, and aside from that, Jacob, take us out. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a like and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode or let us know what you thought of Noah as a guest. Be sure to follow him on all of his social medias. They are linked below. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And be sure to join the Discord. The Discord link is pretty much on everything that we are on. It's on the YouTube. It's in the description. It's on the TikTok. It's on the, it, you get you get the point. Join the Discord. We have a lot of fun in there. We have a lot lots of things to talk about in the Discord. And... And be oh, sure to make oh, sure that oh, you are oh. subscribed to the channel because at 500 subscribers, we are giving away the Bad Batch Rex Black Series figure. What a nice figure this is. Be sure that you are subscribed to the channel for your chance to win this figure. This has been the 1313 Podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tommy. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>